Hello and welcome to another edition of A Personal Trainer's Guide to Wealth Creation. I'm Jason Yabanowicz. And it's Brad Shepard here. And uh, today we want to talk about this concept of goal setting. And now there's a million different uh, things out there on goal setting, a million different ways to goal set. But the one thing that I found interesting uh, since I started learning to goal set over the past the last, or I guess almost 20 years, is uh, learning what works and what doesn't. Now, the techniques we're going to talk about today, of course, we're not saying it's the only way to do it, but after all the research we've done and putting people through goal setting, we believe that this formula is the, one of the best ways to give yourself the best chance of achieving your goals and not self-sabotage along the way. So that's the purpose of what we're talking about today. Now, uh, things straight up about goal setting is what you have to understand is your subconscious brain, it is a goal-seeking mechanism and whatever your predominant thoughts are is normally what you start to, to achieve. So if, you're not, if you don't set goals at all, whatever you think most about is what you're going to end up more of. So the good thing about writing your goal down and setting them down is that you've got more of an intentions about what you want to um, head towards rather than just hoping things work out in your life. But there's a lot more to it and we're going to get into that uh, very soon. So the first thing is, well, where do you start with setting goals, Mr. Brad Shepard? What is one of the probably the most important step when you go to set a goal or target? Yeah, sure. So we, we've taught this method for many years. We've taught it on our Create PT Wealth internship events. We've taught it at our Ignite Your Ultimate Success Summit workshops that we run in, in Bali, Thailand, and various other exotic locations around the world. And uh, what it all starts with is, is the idea of... of fast forwarding right to the very end of your life. Now, initially it can sound a little bit morbid, um, but picturing yourself at your own funeral and it's the exercise called, simply called the funeral exercise. And what it's all about is, is, is actually writing the, the, you know, the epitaph at your funeral, what people might say. And what you can do is you can go, uh, you can have a look at some influential people around your life and you could have a look, say for example, at someone who has, is uh, connected to you via family. You could have someone who's connected to you via work or business related. And you can have someone who is connected to you via some sort of social element as well, be it a sporting team or you know, group, community group, or whatever it is that you're involved in. And what it's all about is having a thing, actually physically writing down what you'd like those people to say about you. So the, the exercise itself, it's, you know, the, 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 what you ultimately end up with is, you know, the, there'll be obviously words in that you, you'd love people to be saying about you, but more importantly, the, the process and the journey of going through this is, is as way more powerful than the words you end up with, you know, because what it does, it'll bring up a, a lot of stuff for you. And, you know, depending upon where you sit on the timeline, we're assuming that most people in our age uh, demographic, you know, if you, you're somewhere between the age of about 20 and, and 40 to 50, you're probably going to live to about 100 would be my estimates with the way, you know, modern life and modern medicine and all the rest of it's going uh, at this stage. So, you know, you've got to figure out, all right, well, how do, I, how do I want those next number of years to look? And specifically when I relate that to my, my work and my personal life as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, just some tips and hints when you're doing an exercise, and it is a powerful one, is just close your eyes and, and imagine one of your family members present, or it could be someone who's deceased, doesn't matter, walking up and giving 
were saying their part about their experience of you. Not what you, not what you think they would say, but what you would like them to say, because we're aiming to, to bring out your highest values, so the things that you uh, cherish the most. And so that's really important. And then, like Brad said, someone from someone you've worked with, and maybe someone from a sporting event, and also look for things like uh, how did you go under pressure. So, what were you like when the pressure was on under under situations that. Uh, Put you out of your comfort zone and, and also how, how were you when there was no pressure and so that'll start to bring up your highest values and you'll um you'll you'll notice at the end you'll you'll come up with a, a bunch of key words that become your highest highest values in life next uh once you've done that anything more to add on that one mate no no um next what you would do then is you would start to look at the uh the, the major roles that you have in your life and uh, you know it's how other people see you. So people would see me as a father, as a you know, as someone who's a, who's a business owner, uh, a boss. So there's all these different areas that of my life, and uh, I need to go and uh, you know identify those key roles because when we're setting goals and targets, it, it's better to do it a, a really well balanced perspective across the board. So if you're only setting business goals at the consequence. Um, of other areas of your life then you'll find you could be out of balance so it's nice to go how do I actually want to be as a father what 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 is my mission statement for that and what are my goals of being a father and and that's really the next step of this in terms of the values that you had from the funeral exercise you would you would do a mission statement for your life now you don't want to make this thing a, a an essay because you want to be able to remember it so aim to keep it relatively short and sharp so it's something you can remember. So you'd get those key words and, and put them into for your overall mission statement for your life. And uh, on that point, uh, keep it in mind, if you're listening to this podcast, you, you know, you've you been subscribing to a personal trainer's guide to wealth creation, create PT wealth. It's all about business building, business systems, business structure. But this is, this is way bigger than just business or targets or how many sessions I want to achieve in a week. Um, how much in, how much revenue I want to bring into this business. It's about how do you construct your life and, and your business being one part of that life. Okay. And, and so from, from our perspective, you know, the, if you, it's, it's a little bit like taking a step back and, and looking from the outside, looking in and going, all right, how, is, how am I going to structure this whole thing? You know, if you, if you picture your life like a, a company or organization, has all these different parts to it. How am I going to structure this according to how I want it to turn out? Yeah, once you've figured out those roles that you play in your life, and then to the best of your ability, you need to place them in order of importance. So um, I understand that for, for some of us, we could have maybe two or three that, that seem of equal uh, importance. Uh, so the best of your ability, you need to rank them in order of, of one down to however many roles that you have. Uh, there is, there is, that, that is important for a number of reasons. So when you're planning out your year, your week, your month, what we would recommend is that on a Sunday, if you're starting your week, if we look at a weekly basis, that you're putting in your calendar the things that rank most important. Now, this doesn't mean that it's the thing area of your life you spend the most time at because it's mostly probably your work, but it is the thing that you value the most. And so as an example, if I've gone, well, the first thing that I want to, uh, the number one role in my life is me because maybe I'm having the me principle first where if I go, look, if I look after myself, meditate, you know, uh, train well, then then that makes me a better individual for my family, as a father, as a business owner. Then that'll be the first thing in my calendar that I, that I will put in there. Now, that this is an example, and it's no one else's, um, you know, no one else's business in terms of how I value or you value life 
and you. Just as long as it makes sense to you and it is the thing that's most important, then you structure it. And so I might go through and go, right, these days are where I'm training. Okay, that's the thing I value the most. I've put it in. The next thing is what was number two on my list of roles? Well, is it being a husband? Is it being a father? What is it for you? And then, okay, we're going to put those things in the calendar. Of course, based on what was the goal for that particular area. So if you're saying, if I'm saying I want to be a, you know, calm, uh, passionate, fun-loving, encouraging father, well, then I've got to figure, well, how, do I, how am I going to do that? What roles and activities throughout the course of the week do I need to implement that? If it's being healthy, strong, fit, well, of course, I can't just say it and not do it. Then I've got to have an action plan to, to meet up with that goal in that particular area. Mm. A real standout for me in that, that part was just the idea about going, it's no one else's uh, business. And, and, you know, the way I heard that, the way you said it, Jace, was um, r- regardless of your, your, and this is speaking to everybody listening to this, so regardless of your, your outside influences, so whether you, you have a life partner um, or your parents' influence or your work colleagues or whoever, what, what you're attempting to do is, is do this completely uh, without regard to what someone else's response might be. So to give you an example, parents, you know, you might have really great parents, you know, love them to bits, but they also might have play a, a part in your life where they're reasonably influential. Um, makes sense. It's, it's usually the case for many people. However, when you're putting this stuff together, if you, you go to write something and, and want to put that at your highest values and you go, oh, actually, look, mm. my old man's not going to be happy about that at all, you know, mm. um, then what we'd what we'd encourage you to do is just to go with it just to go all right what i'm what i'm just i'm going to go under the assumption is that uh, each of these people in my life are going to go um, about this if they were if i was to tell them or they were to read it they would that there would be absolutely no judgment uh, there at all yeah i agree because you know a lot of times when you do this stuff you go oh surely i can't put that first because that's being selfish or or whatever so it's it also brings up all this uh, maybe programming you've had from a young age and uh, I agree when I was with Brad you know you need to be totally honest and and uh, you know look at what's most important for you uh, the thing I love about that me first principle and you know uh, because a lot of people can struggle with putting themselves first at all be it like their own training health time out holidays all that stuff is you know is that when you're on the airplane and uh, they say to you in a case of emergency, always fit your mask first so you can help other people. So for those of you who have struggled to put themselves first, it's just that's just a little bit of a sideline note. But at the end of the day, hey, you got you've got to structure your life in the way that's you know the most most important for you. Mm. Uh, once you've done that, once you've once you've figured out these are the roles in my life, and then the next the next thing is to set goals within each of those roles. So, you know, you might have an end goal, you might have a short-term goal. It doesn't really matter. Like for me, when I was setting my one for, for being a father, uh, you know, the, the goal I have was to start today, was straight away. So th- this is the type of father I want to be. This, this is how I want to show up. And so I, I write, write a goal for that. And, uh, you know, I can see that on paper and then straight away I can see what areas of that am I actually living up to and what areas do I need improvement in. And so it's nice to have done that and write it out because it's really going to keep me on track, you know. And the thing that I did, I'll just use this as an example for one of them, is that I, I then just told my daughter, hey, this is my goal for being a father. These, This is how I want to be, of course, because if I get off track with that, you know, I'm telling her you're the first one I give full permission to, to let me know about it. So it's it, that's why it's so important. Otherwise, again, you know, you can get to the end of your life 
and then live with regret that oh, I wasn't the father that I wanted to be because I didn't really take the time to sit down and, and truly ask myself, what do I want to play out in that role? Mm. And on that point as well, if, you, if you're constructing your goals in this nature and, you know, every, we're all human, you know, we're all, we can all at some point in time become victim of having a, a, a goal set under a certain role and find ourselves not living up to that. Um, so w- what can happen is if, if, if that's the case and you don't want to address it or face it, or you don't have someone who can uh, just stick their hand up and go, hey, look, I noticed that you, you, you said this, but you're behaving a certain way. Uh, you know, my advice to everyone is just to, just to make it okay that, hey, there might be times when, hey, I'm, I'm going to fuck up. And, um, I, you know, I'm more than open to either, you know, acknowledging that myself, having someone else do it. And that, that bit's incredibly powerful as well, as opposed to just going, oh, well, I didn't get it right again. That's me, a failure. Oh, I set this stuff. I'll never do it and all the rest of it. Next, uh, with, with, the, with the goals, uh, again, I started this podcast by saying, you know, you, if you don't set goals targetly, it will take your most predominant thoughts and think that that's what you're wanting to achieve. So here's, here's a real basic example. If you're walking around saying, I've got a really bad memory, I forget stuff all the time, well, that's a goal. Pretty much you're going to get the result. That's what you're going to achieve. So it's a real basic example. However, that's what can happen. So you need to make sure that we are setting these goals in a positive uh, tense uh, statement that you want to have uh, come true. And just remember that, or your dominant thoughts uh, is what you're going to start to attract and get more of. So we want to make sure that's why we're setting these goals. Next thing is looking at some guidelines for setting goals. And um, I'm going to run you through what, what are some of these areas that you need to do when you are actually sitting down writing these goals. And the first one that we have is, of course, to write them down. There's some power and just writing it down getting it you know, out of your brain on the paper and locking it in. And what you'll find is um, you'll start to program your subconscious mind, again, like I just said, that that is what you actually want to achieve. And then you'll start to see more of what you want and less of what you don't want. So that's that's number one. That'll be the, that'll be the first thing to, to put down. Mm. Also on that point, when um, if we get into, into a little bit of the detail about this process if we're talking now to business goals financial goals you know one thing that we um we love doing is having a a figure that would we would uh, i guess determine that it's the non-negotiable so it's it's pretty much you know under no circumstances am i going to achieve less than this amount uh and then we also have what we call the stretch target so it goes all right well i'm open to i'm open to this uh this amount Whatever, whatever it may be, or greater, of course. And, and again, that can come down to the wording and the, the language that you use. Uh, next is uh, to remember to, to use your, your emotion and attach emotion to it. So when you read these goals or targets, you, you know, you, the way that this works with your subconscious is you have the, the conscious thought, the writing, the wording, but you also want to have the emotion which makes it stick like glue. And so use your imagination, describe you know, the goals as vividly as possible as if they're already a reality. So, so make sure you use all the emotion when you are re- reading at your goal that you have some emotional response. You know, you, you feel excitement, you feel passion. You know, if you're reading a goal and it doesn't have any of that, then there's probably less likely chance you're gonna achieve it because it hasn't meant anything to you. So, you know, when you're writing a goal out, you know, it's like it was easy, it was fun. You know, uh, you know I, I, I was challenged and that was awesome and I've grown. You, use all the words that would represent, you know, how you're gonna feel when that goal, you know, takes shape. 
also being incredibly specific as well. So again, if I speak about business-related goals and targets, so some things that I, I witness when you know we deal with thousands of fitness professionals around the country and around the world every single year, and one sometimes I'll see a goal and it might be like I want to earn, let's say for example, ten thousand dollars a month. Okay, so so that's the goal. All right, cool. And then then the next bit part about that is getting very specific and going, all right, well let's break that goal down a little bit further and go out of that. What's a, what? How are you conducting? business all right well I do a bunch of one-on-one sessions I have some semi-private so I do a couple of boot camps every week and then we go down and we can look start to look at the nuts and bolts about that and go right well how many one-on-one sessions is it going to take at your current rate how many people is it going to take to fulfill these semi-private spots what about the boot camp and then we can go through them and we can we can start to tweak either that either of those so if you're currently charging $80 per session and you're doing 17 sessions a week and we figure out that well that charge out rate there's a way that we could creep that up to the 85 dollar mark and what does that mean as a as a, an increase in revenue and so forth so i'm very big on you know not just having the target there having the figure there 10 grand a month but it's going to break that right down so that we know each and every part of it and what you'll find is as of course as you break that down it's going to become a lot more achievable and a lot more manageable yeah perfect then the next one is to, uh, when we're setting goals or targets, again, you've got to understand that you're putting these into your subconscious mind and there's a part of your, your brain that doesn't know the difference between what you think you've achieved and what you actually achieve. So we want to make sure that uh, when we're doing this, we're writing it like it's already taken place and happened. So you would write it in the present tense, so as if they've already come true. So we'd say things like it is now, and you might have the date. So it is now the, the 21st of March, 2017, and I have just, and then whatever the goal is that you want to achieve, rather than saying I'm going to or I will, which implies and tells your subconscious mind that you haven't yet achieved it. Because um, the next part after this, we, we talk about mental, uh, mental re- rehearsal and visualization to lock all these goals in. So it's important that we write in the book exactly that it's happened now and tell that part of the brain that it has taken place. So I always start with writing it in the present tense. Mm. And then on the on the topic of goals, being 100% committed to it. So when you've got that goal locked in, you, having that absolute laser focus towards it. So therefore, every every action, every step that you do uh, leads you towards that goal. And of course, this is stem right from the top. It's starting from your you know your mission, living at your highest purpose, coming down to the various roles in your life. Uh, and then once you know what it is, you know, every action that I do is going to lead me, you know, the simple question you can ask yourself is by doing this, what I'm, I'm currently about to do by jumping on Facebook, uh, is that taking me one step closer to the goal? Is it leaving me in the same place I am or is it possibly stalling me from getting there? Yeah, I agree. That's excellent. And next is uh, choosing goals that stretch uh, your abilities that are still within your reach and target. So... What we mean by that is the, the, the thing I love about setting goals and targets is it's not really the goal or target that you achieve until you become the process. That, that's the part that is called personal growth and be with you forever. So if you're only just doing stuff that's you know, not really you know, stretching your abilities or making you step up and grow as a human being, then you know, you'll be the same version of yourself when you're 40, 50, 60, 70, 80. Now, if you're cool with that, then don't set goals. Don't extend yourself. You're, you're on the right path. Um, however, if you go looking, even in one year's time, I want to be a way better version of myself um, than I was 12 months ago, then this is why you set goals. And just look at it. So don't make it to the point where you read and you go, look, that, that, that is just ridiculous. I need some more, probably, um, uh, you know, smaller, achievable goals, yet they're still out of my comfort zone. 
in order to start giving myself an internal scoreboard of you know achieving and you know uh, stretching my ability. So just make sure just when you're setting goals, it does stretch your abilities a bit, but it's not it's not you know totally unrealistic for you when you read it that you go that's not going to happen. Mm. Of course, having a place to contain these goals is critical as well. So we're very big on on having a goal book or some special place where you can put it. You might call it a magic book. You can call it whatever you want. We've got, you know, we've got a special leather-bound one that we have in the office. I've also got the, the same thing I said at home for my personal goals. Inside these books, you'll find all sorts of stuff. There's, there's handwritten stuff. We've got uh, cutouts from, you know, fr- from magazines and, and things that we're, that we're striving towards. We've got um, million-dollar notes um, sticky taped in there. There's all sorts of things. Jace, I saw you printing off a couple of things this morning, which mm-hmm. I'm guessing was for your own personal goal book. So, you know, the, the more creative, the better. For you, if, if, if you need to print that off and stick it on your wall in your, in your workspace or your office or wherever it is where you can see that all the time. Yeah, and in your magic book, what we do is you'd have, uh, if you've got the book pages open, you have one page, say the right page might be for writing the goal, and on the other page, have it clear for putting pictures and images, and that's what I was doing this morning. Uh, I was printing out, so I have the words and all that, but then I can look at the picture, and I don't necessarily have to read the goal, because I know exactly what the goal is by looking at the picture, so that's that's a good combination of the both because your subconscious works and pictures, feelings and emotions. So it's good to have all that stuff there. Yeah, and if um, if going right now and, and getting the leather-bound uh, manual slightly out of the budget, I went mm. down to Officeworks the other day and picked up a, a, a nice little um, notebook for, you know, an ideas book, but it, it could easily double up as a, as a goal book, you know, like I think it was 15 bucks or something like that. So uh, there's no reason why anyone can't and shouldn't have this stuff at hand. Yeah, and again on that, just make sure that when you are doing your goal book uh, the, or magic book that you, you just have a good balance across the board So in all the key areas of your life. Next, uh, when you are writing your goals, uh, always allow for something better. So one of our favourite statements when we're writing, writing out our goals is this or something great or this or something better or I'm open um, to something you know that I want happening that maybe I just can't think of right now. So always allow for something better. I've seen it myself personally. This has happened where I've set a goal in my early days to earn a certain amount of income on a certain date. And sure enough, like a few days before it, a week before it, uh, it happened. And so what I've learned to do is stay open to the fact that I could have earned more. But because I, because I only locked into a certain amount, again, that's what I was telling my subconscious brain. And guess what? I earned exactly that amount. Rather than saying, look, but I'm, I'm actually open to earning more and in less time. So always allow and say open to things that you're not expecting right now or can't think of because the universe, if you're open, will definitely deliver stuff, but you've got to be open and receptive to it. If you're not open and receptive to it, then you know, you'll know you most likely hit the gold or, or, you know, or maybe not. So yeah, just when you're writing, just say this or something greater, stay open to, the, to something else happening that's better than what you can think of right now. Mm. Next is make sure you've got a completion date locked in. So, you know, having that end date in place. Now, for our clients that we work with at Create PT Wealth and our internship program, our coaching programs and so forth, we find that the quarterly, three-monthly blocks is a great time. Start of the year, end of the first quarter, halfway through the year, and then uh, end of the, sorry, the uh, end of the first quarter of the new financial year. So at, at, at those three monthly intervals, then of course, in, in each of those three monthly intervals, you can break that down into monthly intervals as well, and then weekly goals and so forth, but making sure that you've got those targets set in place. So 
you know, for, we run our Ignite Your Ultimate Success Summit at around about mid June every or mid to the end of June every single year. Because what we find is that people, the 30, 30 to forty people that come away on that um, that retreat and that convention, they are able to to reflect back on the on the previous financial year targets and goals and have a look at the things that they did well and, and celebrate their wins and so forth. Next is uh, always to remind, to re- reward yourself, and uh, it can be easy to fall in the trap of just setting goals, achieving, and then, and then moving on. So it, it is very important that once you achieve a goal, to reward yourself, and everyone's got a different way of doing that. Uh, but upon achieving your goal, just make sure there is some way that you reward yourself. And there's a couple of reasons why it's it's, it's celebrating the success, and this will also strengthen your self-image. So you want that real track of inner, inner track of success, and that you are achieving. And that's something that you can do. And the better you do that, the better it also contributes to the realization of you know your other goals. So it's really nice to stop. And again, it, it is quite easy just to to not acknowledge it as much and move on to the next one. So just be sure that you have some type of reward in there. And also nice nice for you to do that if you put the effort, the, the work in, that there is something that sim, it symbolizes the achievement of that goal. Mm. Next one is um, with short-term goals, make sure that you, you're, you're realistic with it. Now, to give you an example, I was working with a client of ours on our internship program at Create PT Wealth the other day, and this um, individual, she just experienced a slight dip in her income, had a couple of circumstances happen, and consequently, what she wants to do as quickly as possible is get herself back to the, you know, at minimum, the amount that she was, her business was generating previously, and she knows it's possible. So what we did was we we would consider that a a short term goal because we she's been there she knows what's what's possible and what's capable, and that it's it's on the horizon. So when I asked her about it, you know, we we just explored a little bit in terms of timeline. Now, in my mind, I was probably thinking, you know, at minimum we're probably talking five weeks, and at, at maximum we're probably talking somewhere up to eight weeks for, the, for that to occur. And that was just going through my head before I, I verbalized or vocalized that because I wanted her to be in charge of, of what, what she was thinking. Uh, what she came up with is a, was a period of around about two to three weeks. And um, so that was, you know, it was quicker than I thought. And uh, so what we did is we just did some exploring around it. We, uh, we had a look at some stuff like, you know, literally this week coming up, there's, there's Australia Day, there's you know, there's stuff happening. Now, I'm not suggesting that any of this can stop anyone from getting a goal, but what I am suggesting is let's be realistic about this. And so we broke down each and every day what's possible and so forth. And it wasn't that I was trying to say to her, hey, look, you can't do that, but I wanted to make sure that she felt completely confident with, with having achieved that. You know, after that conversation, I, I think she might have pushed that back maybe a week or so. And, you know, she walked away feeling confident and I feel confident about it. And I've no doubts um, with her ability that and her knowledge that that's going to be possible. Yeah. Next, with uh, long-term goals, long-term goals might be something that you you know five, ten, fifteen years down the track. But the, the thing with that is to always be open and expansive to what could happen. It's it's like being this this moment is about child life where you allow your imagination to uh, to really grow and expand. So. On the flip side of what Brad was just talking, the shorter term ones, on the longer term ones, it is allowing yourself to think big and think of what are the possibilities and not allow your conscious brain to get in there and get too caught, caught in the weeds or the detail. So these are the, the polar opposites. Uh, and if you look at uh, like children, they, they have the ability to 
to really use your imagination without all the preconditioning that we have as adults in terms of what is possible. So just stay open, set, set it high, understanding, of course, that, as Brad said, with the shorter-term ones, and you, you are still going to need to put plans in place, but you just you do need to allow yourself to stay open to what's big. Um, you probably heard the, the analogy, if you can think it, you can achieve it. And uh, I'm yet to see that not being the case, you know. If they put a man on the moon, they can do all this stuff that seemed impossible years and years and years ago, then I'm sure the goals that you want, if you can imagine it and think it, then it's a good chance it'll happen for you. So, yeah, with long-term goals, just stay open to what's possible. Mm. Next one is talking about putting your focus on the actual essence of the goal itself. So making sure that whatever it is that you're striving towards, let's let's keep uh, attention on that. So for example, if it's if it's that you want to uh, be able to engineer a lifestyle where you can choose when you when you do your own training, where you can choose to when you want to go to the beach and have time out and so forth. But right now you're sort of feeling um, compelled or obliged to um, be turning up and training clients, for example. So to give to give you an idea, you might be saying, look, part of building my business, I want to remove myself in such a way where I don't have to get up and train clients from 5 a.m. every day because I actually want to, I want to be the one who gets to go and train. You know, I want to be the one who can go down the beach and go for a surf on a Friday morning or, or do whatever. So what we say is if don't wait uh, until you know the goal is achieved somewhere down the track. Okay, if I earn X number of dollars, that means I could possibly do that. No, find, be, be open and be, be creative about engineering a way to make that happen now and, and find a way to, to do it. I remember a, a colleague of mine many, many years ago, he, he would do that. He wouldn't train a client before about 7.30 a.m. And... Um, this is when this is I'm, I'm going back you know 15 or so years ago when i was doing lots of pt myself and in my head i'm thinking wow that's like prime time for you know clients and earning revenue and so forth and i when i asked him about it i said mate why don't you how come you turn up at 7 30 every day haven't you doing your first client he just said oh look to be honest with you i just i just really value having you know time to myself in the morning i get up and i have a coffee and i sit on my balcony and then i come in and i train clients and i feel better for it and um Although I didn't feel that way because I'm thinking, well, I've just put a, a several hundred dollars in the bank account. That was that was the way he wanted to live, you know? And so I, I, I really admired that. I guess that's just coming back to what he, the values are different. Mm. So yeah, perfect. Uh, next is not to be compulsive about your goals. So the, the thing is you, you, you don't want to try to make them happen. You, you're going to have the actions and targets that you need to do each week to move closer towards it. But if we become compulsive and obsessive about it, then it's going to be not as enjoyable. So we've done the work. If we put the goals in, we've made sure that we're very clear on it. We've got the big picture uh, view of it. We know what we need to be doing weekly to get there. Then just let it go. Let You've done everything you can. There's no point again. You're not going to, by obsessing or being compulsive about them, it's, it's, it's not going to make it happen sooner or quicker. All it is is going to create probably more of an un unpleasant experience for you along the journey. So remember, it is a journey and be patient with it as well and just let it take shape so that's the part about you know making sure you just enjoy the process as well mm. and to, to start to wrap this part up is be flexible with it so you, you'll probably find that your goals will vary they will change over time there's a there's an analogy for business which which speaks about fail fast and and the way i understand that is that hey if, I, if i'm had a goal, I had a target to achieve something in a certain particular area, but what I'm finding, especially in business, if this thing's not gaining traction or whatever, hey, I'm just prepared to go, Am I? do I want to keep putting time, energy and effort into this or do I just 
cross it off the list and go to the next thing and, and be okay with that. Uh, well, you know, you speak to myself and Jason at any point in time, we've had uh, plenty of things in, in business uh, that haven't worked for us. However, you know, the number of things that have worked, you know, far outweighs it because we've, we've got in there and had a go and understood that, hey, if it's not working, let's move on to the next thing. So that's that process of, of how, you know, set the goals. And it's very important uh, when you're doing goals to, to do it in that way. Again, you know, if it wasn't exactly like that, then, you know, uh, it's, it's better than not doing it at all. We're just trying to give our best possible guidelines to what could set you up for the most success. And hopefully the explanations of all of them uh, has made, se- uh, made sense to you as well why you would do that. The next part, and the one part that I discovered uh, was probably missing for my own goal setting in, in the personal uh, development scene in terms of goal setting, vision boards and all that stuff, being all pumped up positive, was actually after you do these goals and run them down, is actually just taking the time to stop, read your goals out and then look for what is my truthful emotional response to achieving this goal. So. You might have one goal that you've read out about reaching a financial target. You need to then uh, ask yourself, what is my honest response once I read that? Now, if it's, um, oh, fuck, no way, you know, you didn't even earn 50 grand last year, how are you expecting to earn 100 grand? Well, then we've got an issue straight up with the overall main goal already. And if that was the internal response, the likelihood of you going and doing the actions, the activities, the sales calls, whatever it takes is, gonna, is not gonna happen if the inward self-belief is, is anything but matching up with the main goal. It could be you failed high school, you're not smart, any of that stuff. So we wanna do this next part to make sure that we can get a, in front of any self-sabotaging activities or beliefs that might pop up. Because when you then get that initial response, then you have a choice to do something about it. You can rather continue to buy into it, you might go, oh wow, that's surprising. Didn't think that would be there. Uh, or you can go, look, I need to change that. I need to let go of that. Like picking up a pen, you can put it back down again. You go, well, I don't want to carry that around with me. So then we're into ways of reprogramming, reconditioning so we don't set ourselves up for failure. The next part is once you decide that that's not the truth for you and you come up with a new uh, belief about achieving this goal, then you want to look at all the action steps that you've written down to achieve it as well. So you know, all little steps that, you know, you've got to do in order to achieve that goal. And the same thing, sit down and go, what's my emotional response about, you know, doing X amount, uh, you know, sales sales appointments each month or converting X amount of sales clients if we're just talking business. And you want to look again and see what what is my emotional response to achieving that part of the goal, to doing that activity. And once again, if we can get and expose what's underneath the surface right now and deal with it, then we've got a way better chance. Now, this is this is why, if this is new to you, it is good to get help in this area. So it doesn't matter if you're, you know, the general public, if you've got an issue with your health and fitness getting in shape, well, you hire an expert because you're unable to know how to change and get the training right suited for you. It's no different than this. If this is an area that's fallen down for you, it just makes sense of. You can, you can try to figure it out on your own. You probably will get there, that's for sure, if you do enough study research. Or you can go straight to the expert who can help you get a breakthrough immediately so you don't have to waste that time and energy. That doesn't mean you don't do your own education. It just means, for me, if it was me, I'd go, I'm not waiting years and years to get a breakthrough in this. I'm doing it now, and who can help me? And any successful per- person, athlete, whatever, they don't wait around trying to figure it out on their own. They go get the, the top coaches, they go get people that can get them the breakthrough straight away. So 
very, very important side note. So once you've done that part and you're really truthfully looking at your goals and what, how you're feeling about them, then there's on to the next bit. And the next bit is getting those goals or targets that you've got in your, in your goal book that you put in there. And if you don't bother putting them in your book, then it's probably saying to yourself, you're not really that serious about them. Uh, and it's just been, I guess, what you'd, I'd call daydreaming about stuff. The next is to then do a process called mental rehearsal. And now, mental rehearsal, visualization. And there's, a, there's many different ways you can visualize it, but the concept is it's a form of meditation to start to get yourself in the right part of your brain, the subconscious part of the brain. So then you can start making mental movies of these goals coming, coming true for you. And again, that just locks in. There's a part of your brain called the corpus colossi that doesn't know the difference between what you think you've done and what you've actually achieved. So again, if we were going to spend three times a week sitting down 10 to 15 minutes, sitting there making these mental movies of you achieving the goals, using all the senses, then that's again going to set ourselves up for a better chance of success. So that would be that part. Uh, any thoughts, mate? Any experience with that? I think you've uh, I think you've summed that up eloquently. Cool. And the last part, and uh, you know, maybe some of this stuff's all new to you. The last part is in relation to setting goals and achieving them is your self-image. Now, I'll, I'll just simply start by saying this: Do you think anybody with low self-esteem has ever achieved greatness? Now, they may have achieved greatness in some areas, but realistically, someone with a low self-esteem, the chances of them going and doing the activities that they need to do would be highly unlikely. So one of the things we need to do in terms of as we're going to achieve our goals is make sure we're working on our self-image and our self-esteem. Many ways that you can do that, one is keep the little promises to yourself. So if you say you're gonna turn up to the gym at 5 a.m. tomorrow and you don't, well, it goes on your track record that you say one thing, do another, and that can affect your self-image. Uh, so keeping little promises. As you set these goals and you go, right, you know, what I'm going to do is make these sales calls. I'm going to do my training. I'm going to do my education at 5 a.m. on a Wednesday uh, to achieve this goal and you don't show up, well, it's going to have more like a negative impact on your self-image. So that's one way. Next thing, of course, is your self-talk. But the, main, the big one is anything that we've done in our past that we were embarrassed about, felt ashamed about, made feel ashamed about, has, a, has an impact on our self-image if we don't if we don't address it and we don't do the work. And one of the exercises we do in our seminars, uh, especially the old uh, Ignite Your Ultimate Success seminars, is getting people to write down three things that if I was to find out about them, you'd be embarrassed or ashamed that I knew about it. Now, if we're spending most of our time trying to cover up these things that we've made wrong about ourselves, it, it leaves very little room for wanting to achieve greatness because we spend most of our time going, I don't deserve this, I'm not worthy. So we need to let go of these particular shaming activities. Now, this is a whole other podcast mm. in itself. Yep. So I'm not trying to cover off on how you do that uh, exactly, but we need to work on our self-image. We need to work on ways that we can increase our self-image because someone with a healthy self-esteem mm. is going to be more likely to go and do the activities, right? Yep. And um, everyone listening to this, I'm, I'm you know, this this stuff's incredibly powerful and, and can you can see hopefully it's you know it goes way beyond just just setting a target setting a goal there's there's so many different layers to it and so many influential parts to this to this process with the um, back to you know the self-image and so forth you know 
and combining the realistic target with it. You know, if you were to say to yourself, all right, well, what I'm going to do is, you know, this week I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to eat clean every single day, healthy, nutritious food. And you've had a track record of not doing that, but you want to be the example because you're in the fitness industry yourself and, and so forth. And you notice you're probably not that, taking that much care of yourself. Uh, well, well, maybe you need to break that down a little bit further and just go, well, hold on. Well, maybe if I can, you know, eat well for 80% of the week, you know, and you might go back to the drawing board and track your food or you might do something which gives you some evidence to do that and make it okay that, hey, I might grab the occasional Cadbury bar or whatever it is that, that I'm going to do that I enjoy doing. It gives me some pleasure and satisfaction and not feel shamed or guilty about it. As opposed to me going, all right, this week, Jace, mate, what I'm doing is I'm, mate, I'm just cleaned everything up. I'm going to eat absolutely perfect, you know. And I get to Wednesday and then I eat something that's not on the plan and suddenly, you know, I'm starting to get this, oh, well, there I go again, you know, I've broken it. It's Wednesday, well, hold on, that leads into Thursday and then I get a case of the fuckets because I get to the weekend and then I think, oh, well, I've already, I've already wrecked it now. I might as well just start fresh next Monday, you know. Yeah, I, it's it's agree. I, I mean, I know myself personally. When I'm doing the things that I said I was going to do, I feel amazing. I feel great. Mm. And when I don't, then I'm off, I'm off track. And so uh, you you can listen to someone's self talk, your own self talk, your own behaviour, and it's the biggest clue to see how am I going in the area of self your self image. Now, there's plenty of examples, but there's things like you know people are afraid of making decisions for fear that they will make the wrong one. There's all these things that will show up. You know, if your self-image is not high now, someone with a high self-image of them, they're not really that concerned about making a mistake. No, hey, hey look, uh, uh, making a mistake for someone who's with a healthy self-image understands it's a learning process to get to the next level. Someone whose self-esteem is not as high as it, it could be um, is going to avoid making a mistake because they're trying to avoid any more evidence, any more, you know, um, experience of I'm not good enough or some version of that if that's the decision that's been made. So you can see why addressing your self-image from an inside-out approach is important. The other one you can see people get involved in is this thing called approval by achievement syndrome where you've probably heard someone try to tell you how great they are mm. and there's only one person who hasn't bought into it and that's that's them. So they spend most energy trying to convince others that they're doing okay and, and that's the real trick because you know inside they're not actually feeling that way. And so we've got to take an inside uh, out approach and that's where the personal development comes into it. We really need to spend time learning more about that. So if you were to cover off the areas that we just talked about, not only are you gonna achieve your goals, but you're gonna transcend as an individual and, and grow dramatically. So that's it for me. I hope that's been of value. Mm, absolutely. And if any of this resonates with, resonates a chord with you, if you want to find out more information, as you can probably tell, we've got absolutely bucket loads of information in this area. We've got resources, we've got tools. And so we encourage anyone who subscribes to our podcast and listens to our content to reach out, to stick their hand up if, if you feel like you need some help. Getting along to one of our events, you've heard us mention our Ignite Your Ultimate Success Summits, which are all strictly on personal and ongoing development. So you know, we just can't speak highly enough about working on yourself personally and the impact that then has on your business life and your personal life. All right, until next time, have a sensational day and it's bye for now. See you, gang. Bye-bye.